the beat. Boys, 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 we are back. The Middle Diamonds. I'm joined as ever. Koozie, Josh. Koos, how are we today? Hello, boys. Hello to the listeners. Uh, welcome back, everyone. Joshy, good evening. Good to be back. Been a bit stuck last few weeks, but we're here. We're back. Got better mics this week. So the boys are back. No, we don't. Our mics are terrible. We're still, we're still on a tight budget. Yeah, big time. You know what? There's room in the budget for a bit of Red Rock Day chips and we smashed down a couple That's of packets it. already. And, and some fruit shocks as and well. We're, and we're, and we're ready to go. We're ready to go. Uh, so, yeah, as always, the Middle Diamond podcast is proudly brought to you by 442 Strike. Uh, we thank them as ever for sponsoring the show, bringing everything that we do to you guys. Obviously, want a kit, training kit, retro, whatever it may be. Head over to the Instagram. Short, they do shorts now yep. as well. They do the lot. So that's 442strike.edu.au, as Josh said last week. Um, last week, the week before. The week before. Sorry, sorry, last week. Sorry, man. Sorry. Um, we'll move into the Fantasy League, as we do every week. Not much has changed. Top two are Christos and Yanni Boris. Yanni had a quiet week, only 35 points. Stepping in at third, he had a good week. Zaid Musa picked up 73 points. Bravo to Zaid. Yeah, he had Rhys James in his team and Ramsdale in goals. And then we've got Anton coming in at fourth. Anton Starr. his first team or second team? Uh, his third team, mate. And then we've got Joshy in fifth. We're coming home. We're coming home. You're doing all right. I had Gabriel. And Gabriel. You're only 34, 35 points off second, Josh. Come. That could come in a game week. I just remember it's a marathon, not a sprint, isn't it? That's exactly right. Exactly. Um, trivia. Trivia. Go for it, Josh. We've got an interesting one. You know, I thought I'd stick with the topic. Like, when I do a trivia, <clears throat> I like to stick with, like, things that's going on in life. And, uh, yeah, if you were watching Fabrizio, if you had Fabrizio's Twitter notified on your phone, you saw that content went there. So I was like, you know what? <clears throat> interesting day for Spurs. Yesterday also marked the 5,000th day since I won a trophy. So... I did see that. It's pretty can, ironic. Can, can you name the managers... I've been at Tottenham since I last won a trophy. Oh, alright. So I'll, I'll get it. I'll, I'll, be, I'll uh, get it. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Yeah. Eight so managers. I'll get it. So I'll since it. so since two thousand and eight. Yeah. Okay. I'll get it. All it all includes it. interim managers and uh, there's one caretaker manager here that I will not mention. I have exactly. Yeah. Well, who? I think we can share with. No. No. Mate. You. Oh, really? The caretaker manager. Yeah. Shut up, mate. Save it for after. Oh, Ryan Mason. Oh, we'll, we'll, Shut we'll up. get into it later. We'll get into it later. Um, before we get into the main the main segment, obviously the big news regarding Conte will take up most of this episode. But as always, we've got one last little thing to get into. Get us of the week. Would anyone like to start us off? I think I think you said you have a pretty good one, Jack. So uh, sorry, go ahead. My get us of the week. For anyone that knows me, I don't shy away from a little little interaction on Twitter. I actually quite enjoy it. it gives me it gives me oxygen. Um, <laughs> Make sure you follow him on Twitter. Make, yeah, make sure well. you follow him. You don't do that to yourself, trust me. <laughs> At JPentelios. Um, yeah, so basically, Perth Glory, I, I, I do feel for them, their hands are tied because they've got a very strict government over in WA. Um, they've yet to release dates for border openings and whatever. And at the end of the day, the A-League, they have to get on with it. They're starting in 16 days, two weeks. So um, they've got to get on with it. And uh, Perth Glory still have an FFA Cup tie to play, a qualifier. United already in the quarterfinals, and Perth Glory haven't even qualified for the round of 32 yet. Yeah, that's how. That's how because of all the border closures and the lockdowns. That's where the state of the FFA Cup. Did they finish ninth or tenth or something? Nah, it's just the way it's worked because I think they're trying to get more NPL teams into it, something like that. Yeah, but where did Perth Glory finish on the table? I think seventh, eighth, just outside the six. 
Because I know there's that rule, ninth place, 12th, yeah. 10th. Yeah, well, there's four teams that I've got qualifiers still to do. Melbourne City, I've got a game against... No, they, they're already in, but they've got a game against South Melbourne. Melbourne but yeah. Anyway, um, so the only that, that game has to be played in a neutral venue because WA still isn't opening their borders to Victoria. So that game's been played in Adelaide at Martin. Um, and that sandwiches their first and second league game. So they've got Adelaide United at home on a Saturday. Melbourne victory in Adelaide on a Wednesday. And then Western United in Melbourne on a Friday. Now... It's pretty congested, I know. But I've been getting into it with this guy on Twitter. A few people have gotten involved. And my point is, the A-League is very fortunate in that they have a long off-season. They get a lot of time to prepare. Three games in the first week of the season is not going to kill the players. It's not violating any human rights. It's tough. I get it. That's why these players get paid. I just think that it's been blown, especially amongst Perth Glory fans, it's been sprung so far out of proportion. And I've been told... The preseason is irrelevant, which is complete bullshit. You've got a, they've had a five month, four month preseason. It would have been over 150 days between mm. games. Having to play three games in six days, seven days, is going to be all right. I think they're going to survive. And Bruno Fornaroli, Kuzi and I've had the pleasure of meeting him. Yep, he's a lovely good. Sucked him off as well. Great like, selfie with him. Selfie. He's a he's a great player. Oh, I'm a very I'm a very big Bruno, fan. What do you say, yeah, Bruno? I was like Bruno, strongest power on the pitch, mate. Because he, <laughs> he just tore United a new one. We choked the one new league. Um, <laughs> I'm a big fan of him, but he was very vocal about it. And I'm sorry, Bruno, if you're listening, I disagree with you. What do you so, always have to say? So who's the curse of the week? That's what the, the page was called Far Post Perth, something like that, the, per- the person I was arguing with, and some other guy called Marco got involved. So please do not send that podcast. Shut up, shut up Marco. <laughs> please do not send that podcast to him. Like no, I'm going to send it. I'm going to send it. Um, yeah, I've got nothing to say. No, look. So they're playing, they're playing in Adelaide on the Saturday. On the Wednesday. So the they've got a game. Yeah. What are they? You said they're versing Adelaide. So they're playing Adelaide in Perth. Oh, victory in Adelaide, yeah. and then Western United in Melbourne. No, look, I can see why you know it's not that big of a deal because you see in Europe they do this you know pretty much every single week where they play on the weekend, play midweek, and then go again. You know that happens, and it's like all right. So what? It's a bit of travel. You know, it, it takes a day. It takes two hours out of your day. You know, to travel to Adelaide. But I just feel like that preseason, like for five months, I, I, I saw. I think I saw your comment yeah. on Twitter. The guy that replied to it was like, "Was well, the preseason's yeah, relevant?" Yeah, no. He said, "What does five months of preseason have to do with playing three games in six days?" And it's like, <coughs> I can get what you mean because they're fresh and they're coming. No, but in. my point, my point is, well, sorry to cut you off. My point yeah. is as well is like the whole point of a preseason is to prepare for the season. Like that's the whole point of it. That's when you do most of your gym work. That's when you do your conditioning work. So. Fresh out of a preseason, the best time to play three games in a week is probably after the first game because they play plenty of preseason games. Their conditioning will be tip top. Like they'll be in good, they'll be in good, you know, aerobic condition. <laughs> do you, like that, but do you see what? But do you see what I mean? No, like, I do. If you offered, if you offered Klopp and two, I said this to you boys just before. If you offered them an extra week or two or three of preseason, they snap your hand off because they know it's that demanding. Here, they play more or less half the games. And have a double the preseason, so I just yeah. think three games in a week isn't. It's not going to kill them. Like I get it; it's extreme, and you're testing their athletes, and we're testing <clears> them <throat> to their limits here. But it's not that extreme. It's not a fine. I think. Atrocity. I think the curse of the week, or the curse in this situation, probably has to be like the, the fixture people. I don't oh, know that as well. Yeah, like, bro, just move the, move the like, like, game back. I don't back. know how they do the fixtures. If it's like they pick it out the half or this at the other. But at the end of the day, Perth are playing Adelaide. Why don't you just reverse the fixture? 
Is it that hard? Reverse yeah, it. Why no, 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 no. can't you do that? The other team would kick up. Who's who they're versing? I'm saying reverse reverse Perth versus Adelaide. Play it here. Why not? I'll tell you why. Because Perth have got their first home game and then have 10 away games in a row because the borders are closed. Oh my. That's, yeah, so can, we, can we move on, please? Because the more I talk about Australian football, the more braces I lose. I'm not going to lie. Oh my. Who's going next? That's a shame. You go, because I actually don't even have one, to be honest. No, so, look, I was I was trying to think about mine, and I didn't want to, I didn't want it to be not too unfootball related, but I've got two, okay? And then I ended up coming with a lot, but it's got nothing to do with on the pitch. So, my first ones, I tweeted about him, I tweeted about him before, is... Craig Foster and Mike Bosnich on Stan Sport, just when they talk, they give me an absolute headache. They were trying to do a match summary this morning, and honestly, in between their cackling laughs, you couldn't even understand what they were talking about with the stats. Bosnich is the worst. Oh my God. Second Kraus is Paul Scholes for that video that surfaced of him sucking on his daughter's toes. That's embarrassing, brother. Look, I, I, he, his daughter's done him dirty there. He's yeah, sniffed him up big time. But why, 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 why is your daughter... But even still, man. Like, apparently she's like 19, 20. Like, why, why is his father's now, man? Like, that's just... Yeah, no, that's odd. Just, it, right, and now, pro, my proper... I'll still, I'll still, you know, your class of the week, Josh, if you want. For a proper football-related class of the week, it's me. Because I thought Man United were going to be very, very serious title contenders before the season started. <laughs> Mate, I hate to say I told you so, but I told you so. Yeah. Josh? No, I reckon I will say what I want to say like after because I think I've got the squad there for the end of the day. I just think Ole, Ole's at the wheel. As Kuzi didn't, yeah. wasn't, as Kuzi wasn't shy to tell people on Saturday night that Ole's at the wheel. In the casino, the sky at 3am, like eight people there and all you hear, I'm, I'm, I'm in front of him and all you hear is, Ole's at the wheel, at the wheel, Ole's at the wheel. <laughs> yeah. It's like eight blokes there. It's like, yeah. Next, next one. Well, let's quickly touch on it before we get into Conte. Obviously, Conte was linked to the United job, and um, that Tottenham United game turned out to be El Sakico. El Sakio. Literally, literally. Literally, that's it. So, um, look, I, I, like, I said it when we had Charlie on the show. Um, I said they missed an opportunity. I, I said it so many times, and I've said it to death. They missed an opportunity to get a midfielder, which they so clearly need. They went and got Ronaldo instead. The debate has come regarding whether Ronaldo is a good signing or not, whether he's gonna whether he's you know proving to be you know what they needed to take the next step. And then obviously it's just so clear that Ole is not the right man. And that's what you know, Dan well, I'll relate this to Tottenham quickly. You know, Daniel Levy cops a lot of criticism as an as an executive, as a chairman, but at the end of the day, he hasn't been shy to act, he hasn't been shy to pull the trigger. And I said this to Josh, I'm going a bit all over the place here, and we can talk about Conte whilst we're on the topic as well. I said to Josh. If them getting, if them sucking, having to go through a preseason and the first ten games with Nuno means they can get Conte, which they have, I think it's worth it. Honestly, think it's worth it. I think they're in a better situation now than what United are with Ole. And I was gonna, say, I'm, I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say, thank God that Conte's gone to Spurs and not United. And I mean that. I actually mean that because you know what, United will not be around. If they got Conte, they would spend twenty million. They would spend twenty million. Him going to Tottenham, yeah, all right, he's got a couple of decent fullbacks, he's got a couple of decent plays, he's inherited a half-decent squad. It doesn't bother me. I'll be honest with you, it does not bother me. I was I was shitting bricks when Mourinho went to Tottenham because Mourinho wins things. Reality is... So, you, so you're saying that Conte doesn't win things? I don't think... What's he, look, reality is, I think you could put Jack Patelios in charge of Tottenham and he would win, you, the, you win, win them the conference. Yeah. I think, I think you're only saying that no, if, I, I, if I you're... 
Tottenham have never been a club where great managers strive and succeed. Right, they've always been a club where managers make a name for themselves. Who else in their last most successful manager? Pochettino. He was a nothing nothing manager. Came to Tottenham, succeeded. Redknapp was a nothing manager. Came to Tottenham, did half decent. Yeah? They're not a club but that goes out and spends 250 mil every transfer window. If she hits a fan early, what's going to happen? They're going to go spend 20 mil in January. Do they have that money? I don't know. Levy is this guy. He's full of lies, this kid. Yeah, this bloke. He told, he told Harry Kane... Oh yeah, we have a gentleman's agreement that if we don't win something in the next couple of years, you can leave. So what does he do? He's got a disinterested captain that's still at the club. Will he be interested now? You should be because you've got one of the best managers in Europe around. But the way I see it is that United missed to miss a chance big time. And I mean big time. Because if they got contact, I'd still say I'll put them right up to win the title still. Because you know what? They'd go out and spend money in January. They've got good defenders. They've got the perfect place for a back three in my opinion. Then the big starts playing a bit more. They've got the strikers there. They've got goal scorers. Tottenham, they do, but I just think it's in their DNA. That's what I think. That's why I think if, if, if Tottenham got Graham Potter, I'll tell you right now, I would be 10 times more scared than I am now. I'm going to take the piss. Conte well, doesn't yeah. even last time. Right, you're done, you're done. You're cruising your go because I'm, I'm... No, you, contra- you contradicted yourself that many times in that. Because you, you spoke about, oh, Conte's not uh, fucking a title winner and then you go and call him one of the best managers in Europe. I know, I... You, we can we can actually search up after. I never said Conte's not a title winner. I said Tottenham don't win titles. You just said you, you, con- said, you, said, you just said Mourinho is a is a guaranteed trophy winner. Conte's not. That's exactly what you just said. Oh, you would have said well, yeah. He with what I meant by that is when Jose came to Tottenham, yeah. I was certain they were going to win something because Jose's done it everywhere he's been. Con- yeah, Conte, we're not sure. He needs to spend a lot of money to bring players in. Yeah. He never lasts more than and, two years. And no, like before you get on to that, because what I was going to say about you calling the Europa Conference League, like we could win it with Tottenham. I guarantee you, if Arsenal were in this competition, you'd have something different to say about that. You wouldn't say that no, exact thing. You would say about how, we you would know also- what, it's actually something that, you know, it's a, it's a stupid competition, but it's still Europe. I didn't want to, trust me, I do not, I do not want to be in Europe League. Yeah, I was never saying that about Europe League. It's no difference with the Conference League. Com- it's even worse with the Conference League. As a club, if we were in that club, if we were in that competition, I would expect us to win that. Comfortably, you play your second team in group stage and you win it. No if us maybe because you should be winning that trophy. Conte, I think, will win that trophy. Yeah, but the way I see it, will he make a top four? I don't know. If they spend big, maybe. So got some of the players. But I think their squad he's actually inheriting isn't as bad as everyone makes it seem out. They had the they signed the the Serie A best defender from last year. Alright, he hasn't had the best start, but the whole Tottenham team hasn't been playing well. You know, I think they got some promising midfielders. I think Hoiberg's actual rock. I think Dombele, you know, is okay. I think they got some actual wing backs that can play in a five back system, Doherty and things like that. So I don't think the squad is inheriting. Yeah, I think it's actually good for him because it's not like he has to do a full rebuild. It's like he's got this squad. He can he can push with it now. Maybe make a few more new signings. It's just that whether the Tottenham people are on board. I think them getting Conte now is what. You, or not, you don't realise this now, is what them getting Mourinho back then actually is. Does that make sense? So what they're, getting now, what they're getting now in Conte is what they thought they were getting with Mourinho. In Conte's last nine years of club management, he's won five league titles. Yeah, he's done really well, but how much money has he spent as well? Yeah, you, it's not as cut and dry as that, though. It's not. If you look at um, his net, his net spend isn't that big. He gets, fr- he gets frustrated easy, and it's not long-term. That's why they've given him a two-year deal. Mm. I honestly think, Josh and I have a bet that I think Tottenham will finish above Arsenal. They're five points off fourth. They're still in the League Cup. They're still in the FA Cup and they're still in the Conference League. 
honestly think it's very, very possible they come top four, they squeeze into fourth, because they're better than... Right now, straight away, him walking through the door and putting on the Spurs jacket, they're better than Man United. Honestly, oh, Conte is as close to instant success as you're going to find anywhere. No, he's, not a pep, he's not a clock in that he's going to take a bit of time to get going. They've brought him in for here and now. Like Kuti said, they are perfectly suited for his 3-5-2. You can play Kane and Son as a front two. You can play Hoybier, no, you can play Lo Celso or Ndombele, excuse me, as a 10. You've got wing-backs like Doherty, Emerson Royale. On the left, you've got Sessegnon that can play as a wing-back. Mm. You've got Regulon, who's an attacking full-back. Tanganga is best suited in a back three. Mm. Um, what's his name? Romero played his best football at Atalanta in a back three in the middle. I think it's so perfectly suited. And I think the fact that they went for him in the summer, it didn't work out. They got Nuno, that hasn't worked out. Them going back for him, there must be a list of guarantees. There, there just has to be. Because you, you can bash uh, Levy all you want. Levy's not a dumb man. Levy's a very he's a shrewd operator. I think this I think they've done this knowing that they've given him a two-year deal. It might end up he, he burns bridges when he finishes. He he doesn't he leaves you with a nasty taste in your mouth. You look at Chelsea, his last season he came fifth, but he won an FA Cup. I just think he's the closest thing you're gonna get to instant success. And I think right now they are they could as close to nailed on as fourth out of anyone else in that race. Because we all know as it stands, Liverpool, City, Chelsea, if things stay the way they are, that's their runaway title title challenges. No one else gets near that. United aren't United don't belong in that conversation with that manager. Conte is for me, he's in the top five managers in the world. Everywhere he goes, he changes the mentality. He changes players into winners. He gets the best out of players. He's gonna get the best out of Kane again. So I'm going on a huge run here. But for me, I said the whole time, if he goes to United, I'll be shitting myself. Oh, and that's not changed now that he's gone to Tottenham because I, I believe he's inheriting a good squad. He's got, he'll, I think him going there means he's gonna. He's been promised money. And the, and the notion that Tottenham don't spend money, for me, is a myth. They don't spend as much as City and United, but they spend. They mm. spend more than Liverpool. Mm. They spent, you know, 60 million on Ndombele. They dropped 50 million on the Celso. They spent 30 million on Emerson Royale, 50 million and then, on Nero. And, and this is the thing now. If Conte comes in and he spends money, say he spends 100 million in January, and he spends another 150 in the summer, they have spent 250 million players. After they got, they've signed a lot of players for a lot of money recently. You've got to sign players, don't worry, no stress. What if it doesn't work? Yeah, that, that's what easy. if it doesn't work? There's no guarantees. To me, I'll be honest with you, and I, I've, I've probably said it here before, I'll be more scared if Grand Potter went there. Because you know why? They're building for three, four, five years. I think if, if he burns a bridge early, if he burns a bridge early and they, hit, they, they don't hit the ground running, and I think people start shooting themselves, it could go much worse than what it is. That's my thing. It's a risk. It's a risk. The thing, is with a risk. the thing is with Tottenham, especially in the last three years, I think they've papered the cracks a lot. They've taken like one step forward, taken one step back, one step forward, one step back. Where sometimes you might need to take two steps back, say, all right, wait, and then take five steps forward. And that's what I think Arsenal are doing at the moment. Yeah. I don't want to talk about us yet, but I think that's no, what we're doing yeah, at the moment. No, I, no, I agree with you. But like, you know, like Jamie Carragher said the other day on Sky Sports, he said about sacking Nuno, he said it wasn't a bad sacking, it was a bad appointment. Yeah. Correct, I agree. It I is, agree. That's, that's 100% true, you know? And it's like him coming in now, I think Conte is, I, I think that's a good appointment. Full stop. You know, especially what's yeah. available. I think I think you look on paper, Conte is for me. I still say it's one of the best managers going around. I just don't think it's what they need at the moment. They're going there, like you said. They're going for instant success. They're going for instant success. Let's be real. League titles out of it. They're not going to win the league title. Yeah, they can win a trophy. Yeah, good on them. But I don't think it's a it's a two three year plan. It's yeah, not two. What do you mean plan. good on them? Because that's what you slay. That's the biggest thing you slay them for is not winning a trophy. Yeah, but now you're saying good on them. So why would they? They've gone through. You know, they yeah. had a rebuild with Pochettino. They didn't win a trophy. And now they've signed a lot of good players, you know, who, you know, it could either really flop 
or could be really good. And it's like, this is their chance to win a trophy. And that's exactly what they'll be going for. Well, what, what I'll say with, with Josh's point in terms of the papering over the cracks, I think you're right. But I don't think they've ever been in a position where you guys are now where you've stripped your squad right down mm. and you've got a bunch of kids and you're going for a full reboot because they've always had just enough quality, just enough good players to be there, to be still aiming to come forth. Like, they've always been good enough. As long as you've got Kane and Son, That's exactly my point. Exactly my point. Is that they've, they've been in and around it, but they've never taken that step to go forward. But I, this could be the step. This is the I thing. Don't think Here's it will the be. thing. You know, we, they got Mourinho... What they get? What Conte is now for me is what Mourinho was. Let's say like six, seven years ago, like fresh off league title. He's got that arrogance about him. He's you know he's strong defensively. He scores goals going forward. Like like Mourinho was at Inter. That's what Conte very much was at Inter. Mm. And you know they've you look at where they've been. They've got a big rivalry. They don't like each other at all. But their career paths are like relatively similar. No. You know he he took people like what he did with Juventus. Like he took Juventus from like seventh-ish Europa League to Invincibles in Italy. And then he won the league. His last season there, he won uh, He won the league with 100 points. Did he win the league with Milan as well? Or was that No, 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 Allegri. that was Allegri. That was Allegri. This, this is just, this sums up what a type of manager we're talking about here. He went from, he won three league titles in a row with Juve, goes to Italy, takes the worst Italy team ever in a major tournament to within a, a, a kick or two from the Euro semi-final in 2016, Goes to Chelsea, takes him from 10th to 1st, wins an FA Cup the next year, then goes to Inter. I said this a couple of weeks ago. Goes to Inter and ends the title run that Juventus had that he started. Oh, he's an unbelievable manager. I've never once said he is. I just, I, I just I, think, I think he's, I honestly think, like, sitting down with trophies. <laughs> I didn't mean that. I said Tottenham don't win. I meant mm-hmm. Tottenham don't win trophies. Yeah. And that's why I don't think... You can say what you want about individuals right, about their trophy mentality. At the end of the day, it takes a lot of people to win trophies. I That's why I think if he went to a Man United, right, and they had the right personnel there, he would go there and he would win trophies. See, I, I, I dis- I, this is controversial, but I disagree with you. I think right. Tottenham and Daniel Levy and the, uh, the people up at Tottenham are more concerned about winning trophies than United are. I don't think United are that... United aren't that worried about trophies. No, they're not. They're United, want, United want top four but, and they want the commercial success. I think Daniel Levy is fucking so thirsty for a trophy. Like, not just because it's going to be more relief than joy, but Daniel Levy, like, that guy, like, like I said, you can say what you want, that guy fucking breathes Tottenham. But why do you think he's being such a prick about Kane? Because, yeah, he's going to get money for it, but he doesn't want to be viewed as a selling club. Like, regardless, in his mind, Tottenham are a massive club. And you can banter them all you want. Tottenham are a big club. Like, you look at their stadium, their training ground, the calibre of players they have had. They, they are a big club. The only thing that's been lacking is trophies. And it's a, it's a big lack. Huge it's, it's a huge lack. At the end of the day, they missed a big boat. But you had your best manager in so many years, your best team in how many years. You got so close to a league title in 60 years. And you ended up, you left empty-handed. Yeah. And you've taken a few steps back. And it's been so long. Yeah. And the thing is now... If I'm saying if, which I think it's all, it's all if, if, it, yeah. if it doesn't, if it doesn't work out the way they want it to, then they're fucked. Which I think, is, which I think is a big possibility. And let's not forget that because in the, the day, you can win a conference league, you can win an FA Cup. That is good. That is good. But Conte is there. He's there with big things. Yeah, that's what I've always. Yeah, that's always. Like, that's always say, anticipated. Yeah, Conte but they just want a trophy though. If they win an FA Cup, and come they fourth, should be happy with they, that. If they win an FA Cup and come fourth either this year or next season. That for me is as big a yes, success. Even as if they come Tottenham, even if they come fifth this season and win an FA Cup, I hundred percent agree with that. But the thing is, can a Grand Potter not do that? Can we a, don't know, but we don't know. Can, if, can, can, we don't know if Grand Potter can do Pochettino, that. Pochettino, Pochettino, almost did that. Do you know what I mean? Though. 
And that's my thing. Pochettino. It's in their Poch- DNA. It's in their DNA. Yeah, but Pochettino now. Oh, sorry, Pochettino. Like Grand Potter now is essentially what Pochettino was when Spurs signed him. Correct. If you get Grand Potter, you're going to have to commit to a few some struggles. You're implementing a massive change in philosophy, everything like that. You'll t- that I think that's Grand Potter. Building, so. I think yeah, I think Grand Potter's a bigger risk than Conte is. Yeah. Because, because, because but it's not because it's, it's different it's projects. It's different projects. You look at no, it, no, that would have to be a rebuild. That that's Grand Potter, like Chris just said, that would have to be a rebuild. Whereas now they're looking at it. Tottenham, you look at we can say what we want. Tottenham are in win now mode. Because they have to, because you've got to peak Harry Kane, you've got to peak Son, you've got two of the best players that they've ever had in the Premier League. You got now's the time to win for them. So we can say you'd be more scared if they got Grand Potter because it'd be a long term plan, and in three years' time they'd be fucking unreal. I don't disagree with you, but I think they're too good right now to miss taking a gamble on a content, mm. take a miss taking a an opportunity, taking a punt on a big name manager who's got his risks attached to him, but is as good a close a thing to success as you're going to get out of anyone that's available. I, I agree 100%. I just think that the league at the moment is way too strong. For someone like Antonio to come in and implement a system and blitz the league, because in reality, that's what he's done a few, in a few leagues now. He's blitz the league. That's why I think, all right, let's take a step back, let's rebuild, bang, we can compete in two years' time. Because when they saw Mourinho, right, let's not forget, you were, you were all over the place, right? When they saw Mourinho, we won the league. Yeah, but the year after. So when Mourinho came in for his first full season, is what. Well, when, when now we had all the injuries. Yeah, you had, had, yeah, had all the injuries. Man City weren't unbelievable. They were good. They were very good. Man United weren't, weren't great. That was, for me, the time where they could say, all right, if we get it going, we can compete, we can challenge. Now I think there's three teams there, plus us and United that we're not nowhere near ready for top four, but we're in and around it. We're starting to see the big six come across again. That's what I think we yeah. start to see. I just think it's a huge risk if it doesn't work, that capitulated. And I can't wait till it capitulates because eventually it will. Because that's what happens. That's why I'm stopping. I haven't fucking jinxed it, but that's always what happens. And I can't see it being any different this time. Chris, mm. anything else? No. I think, I think you know, we just got different points on that. Yeah. It's just, I, 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 it, I, yeah. I get your point on the on Grand Potter. I do. But I think if Grand, if you take a risk on Grand Potter and that doesn't work out, you're even further behind. Whereas now, if you take a risk on Poch, you're still going to... Uh, not Poch, sorry, Conte. Okay. You've still got a good enough squad where you can sell a few players that will raise money. I think that's where Tottenham have gone wrong most because they've spent a bit of money, but they haven't moved players. And that was my next thing I was going to say. I've, got, I've, I've said it how many times. Like, I still think, you know, let's go back even further. This conversation's gone all over the place, but I still think they shouldn't have sacked Poch in the first place. They should have let him let him do a rebuild. Because if you look at the year Poch got sacked, you look at the team. I've gone through, I've literally done this before. I've looked at their team. I'm looking at it. Why is Ben Davies still there? Why is Eric mm. Dyer still there? Deli Ali's best years are behind but him. Why the, is he still The club there? did not have ambition. For him to stay. And that was reality. And I said this to you, right? I said this to you a while ago at school. He's like, they didn't, have, they didn't have the ambition, so I had to suck him. They weren't giving him money to spend. This is my point now. No, they, they did, though. They did, though. But what about the two windows? When they, the, the, before, no, before, no, I agree with that. I, I agree with that. But I think if they let, if they gave, yeah, I agree with you in that the ambition. I think there was a little bit of a power struggle there between <coughs> Levy and Hodge. Like, and then they, when, you're, when you're greatest player of all time, we'll say, because he is, when Harry Kane is your greatest player of all time, He's in love with the manager. He's scoring goals for left, right, centre. You're not giving them any money to support the surroundings. Mm. He made Lucas Moura, who was a pleb, let's be real, look like one of the best players in Europe on stage. Right? You have to support that. You have to back that. And they were playing entertaining football. They had neutral liking them. Yeah. Yeah. Mourinho, when they're, they're playing boring football. Yeah, Nuno's going to play boring football. Contact plays a decent style of football. It can be really good at times, but it can be really I boring at times. It's a combination. It's, 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 it's not Tuchel. It's not Tuchel for me. Well, it can be defensive. It works. 
I want it to attack and it's beautiful. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, but, yeah, but uh, you know what? I'm going to quote Jamie Carragher again when you say that. And he says, he spoke about when he's, uh, just after he said about Nuno, he said, if you're going to play that defensive style and, you know, people see it as boring, then you've got to fucking get results. Yeah, you have to. Or else, you know, you're going to get even... But Mourinho didn't. Mourinho didn't. But you know at I mean? the start of last season when Spurs won that kid a run, they were playing boring football, but they were winning games 2-0 one one they were top of the league. But what does that do? And, but, yeah. What does that do? That papers are cracks. Yeah. It papers are cracks. And my point is now, they, they keep papering the cracks, they keep papering the cracks. cracks. If it doesn't work out, it's going to capitulate. It's, I, a good, I, it's, a, it's a risk that if I was in a situation, I would take. I wish we took that risk when fucking he was available for Arsenal. Yeah. But in the day, for me, he needs 200 mil. He needs one of them. I don't care what players you have. He always needs his players. Victor Moses will probably end up back then. You know, he might sign Sanchez there. Yeah. So you reckon when Conte was available, you guys? I was, I was screaming for him. I really wanted him. You know, in hindsight now, I think we took the right steps. We needed the rebuild. We needed to look for five yeah. years in the future. Then I think if Conte doesn't work out, they're going to be in a bigger problem than what they are now. Which means they will rebuild. Which, you know, at the end of the day, each their own. I, I, as long as they don't win a fucking title or anything, I'll be happy. I personally think it's a risk worth taking. I really do. End of that, they got they got nothing to lose. We got to also that they actually have nothing to lose. That's the other thing you can't forget. They got their captain that's about to leave. They got someone who's not getting any younger. They got a, a captain. Wait, no, Lloris is the captain. Yeah, he's well. Lloris's contract's up into this season. So yeah, they, they got a captain who hasn't won anything that wants to win something. No, and I think they got you know, some they spent, signings they've made in the last let's yeah. say two years. They, they spent a lot of money. Can be good. They are like regular and Emerson are good signings. Let's not forget that. Yeah, they can. But they, but they can flop easily. But they look like they look like average players. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And my point is now, it's like it's always been their DNA. Always something always happens. It's just the way they think, top to bottom. I think, and I, hopefully I'm right. But we'll see what happens. Um. Anyway, let's move on. I think I read something before. I think the Premier League is in the strongest capacity it's ever been manager was. If yeah. you think about it, yeah. With the mix of experience. The mix of success, the mix of like risks, and the mix of like upcoming. I don't think we've seen it anywhere near as good as it is now. What, what, what I will say, I think a couple of years ago, um, when when the year Conte won the league with Chelsea, we had Klopp at Liverpool. Mourinho was still more or less Mourinho at United. Pepe just got to City. Potter got to Tottenham, and you know they got they came second. Um, Wenger was still at Arsenal and obviously Conte was at Chelsea but I agree with you in that the rest of the league there's some good managers you look at even people like Bruno Large at um, Wolves yeah. he's doing great things with David Moyes is doing great things with yeah. West Ham obviously Josh goes on about Grandpa all the time rightfully so Biesla Rodgers mm. Rodgers even that Hassan Wolf's not bad I think yeah. he needs a bit more he needs a few more players but mm. I think and then you look at Newcastle were linked to fucking Emery, Emery. Yeah, I don't get him bro there. No, no, no. He said no. What did boys make? No, but he said he said he said it depends what the club say. No, he said something he like said? that goes through the club. Yeah, goes through. And the I'll read. Parejo was like, no one knows what's happening. No yeah. one knew of that. And the club said, what? I don't know. It's come. You know? From, it's come from David Ornstein, and David Ornstein's a very reliable journalist. But I, I don't know if it's maybe just Spanish things or from just off my head, but I have read before that I think I have where some clubs buy out managers. No, Newcastle will have to pay six, yeah. six million to get him out of his contract. That's that's normally the release for whatever they're paying yeah, out the pay, yeah, yeah. the compensation. Yeah. And I think this ha- it's happened a few times. Do you know what I mean? But yeah. if I'm Uno Henry, I would want to do that role big time. You're gonna get money. Yeah, yeah. You you controlled ego before. You got nothing to lose. Yeah, but the thing is though, he's sitting in Spain right now, in a shit league, with no money in Champions League. In Champions League, yeah, one that it's not a bad in his home yeah. country, playing. You know. His style, you know, he's probably 
where he can come to the Premier League. He's got huge pressure on him because he's going to be earning a shit ton of money. And I don't know. I think, I just, you, I think, like, I think you manage for big moments and big, big like, go. Managers have yeah. egos. This is the thing you Managers have got egos. <coughs> you look at Emery, obviously, I don't know him personally. Um, I'll do a good one, But you look at him, he's got a point to prove in that he left English football in ba- on bad terms, in a way. Like, obviously, he didn't work out at Arsenal. He got sacked. He got real bad towards the end, real toxic, real ugly. He's got a point to prove in that all right, I want to go back to England. If you're a big ambition, if you're a manager that's got proper ambition, you want to coach at the highest level. I think he does because he accepted job at P- he accepted the job at PSG. He did great things with Sevilla. I think I wonder if he's maybe suited to an underdog team. I wonder, I and maybe and maybe Newcastle will suit him in that sense because regardless yeah. of the money Newcastle have, we're not expecting them to win a league in the next two three years. Like we, we obviously know they're going to invest big money, but realistically, if he comes in now. Are you expecting him to win the league next season? No. The season after? Probably not. As long as Klopp and Pep are still around and Tuchel and Conte, whatever, you're still going to back them regardless of how much money Newcastle spent. Yeah, Newcastle, right. I'll even say Leeds as well. Teams like that, they got one job. Brighton, Southampton, they got one job and it's to stay up. Whether you come 17th, whether you come 9th, yeah. Aston Villa as well, it doesn't matter. It's it doesn't matter. Things with Unai Emery, things with Unai Emery, he, he is the definition of a, of a cup competition person. So if he goes to Newcastle, they got money. They might spend the 120 million. Money, yeah. Control control a bit of ego. Who says he can't win the League Cup? Who says he can't win the FA Cup? I think he could. If you've got the players for it, you come in 10th, 11th, even the 17th, you're doing your job in the league, playing good football and you win a cup, which you can't do. What more can you ask for? I just think someone like Emery, who, 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 who would have an ego, I think any, I think he'll be licking his lips and these guys, I think they'll be falling in love with the idea of, imagine being the one that could t- that could turn Newcastle around. Imagine you're the manager that wins in the league. Like Mancini, you can say what you, what you want. He will forever be the guy that turns City around. He will, oh, forever, he will forever be the manager that won City the Premier League and put them on the map as a big club, if you want to call them that. Like exactly. Emery, like I think ambitious managers, Emery included, will, will have that in the back of their mind. That's why, that's why I think someone like Conte, that's why big managers won't shy away from big jobs. You look at when Klopp came to Liverpool, we were a fucking shambles. But how can you you have that ego to want to be the one to turn around? Yeah. You look at Emery took on an impossible job at Arsenal. He took on 100%. an impossible job. Because regardless, you're always gonna have you had a divided fan base. You had you know owners that didn't want to back him, he got given fuck all in his first window. Yeah, well, but and, went, and we saw and we signed wrong. We signed yeah, no, no, yeah, obviously mistakes were made regardless, and yeah. it didn't work out in the end. Like, he got and, and, and this is I just want to bring it back to my and I think this is very similar to what the truck contact would fool him. Because you know what, at the end of the day, Unai Emery had players for his system, had players for Wenger's system, had players all over the place, had egos, had this, had that. Conte's going to come, he might bring in some of his own players, he might bring four or five of his own players, he's going to have a mix of divided squad. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I, think, I agree. I think it's a bit different because I think you've seen with these Tottenham players that they've been through numerous systems. You know, within you look at these players, the majority of their squad in the last two years has played for Poch, Mourinho and um, mm. Nuno now. So I think they're used to change in that sense. You look at Arsenal, that whole team, how many players, when, when Emery got there, how many players had been there for four or five oh, years no, and had only known one system? Mm. And you see now, like, it's taken you this long to finally, we took, you know, we to, took, to take a turn. We took steps back and I think now we're playing some, yeah, we're trying say, some very good signs. It's how so. long, it's taken you this long now, it's taken you all these years to finally, you know, to almost turn the page, you know. And even still, every time there's a bad result, every time you guys go on a bad run of form, there's still that, oh, you know, there's still the Jacques, there's still the remnants of the the 
um, Venga era. Whether that's right or wrong is a different question. It'd be, it'd be but that, that, you get what I mean. I think it's different. I think the situations are a little bit different. It'll be interesting to see what happens if we loop, like if we go through another run like we did this other season. Touch what I hope you Because reality is we haven't lost a game when, since the city game. Yeah. We haven't lost a game where Arteta's played his players. And that's the way I see it. Yeah, party wasn't fully fit on I think he played the Man City game. Yeah. He wasn't fully fit the first three games at Bamiang was in and out. Yeah, ben White and Gabriel Ben White, yeah. that that COVID. Do you know what I mean? Obviously, bad. I don't think it's excuses and I was upset no, because you're playing you're playing a sick Lazenach who isn't even on the bench anymore. Yeah. Against the, the Premier League champions. But at the end of the day, yeah. I look at it now, I'm happy we got those games out of the way. Because yeah. you got some very exciting young players that are doing really well at the moment. Yes, we got killed a couple of times. But at the end of the day, there's not many easy teams anymore. The only easy team is your your mates uh, from Norwich. They're the only easy team in the league. Why say our mate? That leads us on to something I was going to ask you guys. Is Who do you think would be the next manager sacked in the Premier League? I'll go first. I think Dean Smith. Dino. I think Dean Smith is the I reckon, next one. I reckon Benitez. They've lost through the bounce. I'll just, bounce. I'll just talk about um, Dean Smith for a second. I just you, we look at it now, and we we all thought they did good business replacing um, Grealish. They reinvested that hundred mil very well. It just you look at it now, it doesn't quite look right. The the fact the players aren't quite fitting together correctly. He's changed system to a back three, hasn't really worked. They like mm-hmm. I think they're sitting seventeenth right now. They've lost a few four games in a row, something like that. Bailey's been injured. He hasn't been able to get Ings and Watkins working well together. I think he's been playing point the out of position. Villa's owners are ambitious. They're rich and they want success. They're gonna. They want to build. You look at it realistically. We expected them to come to challenge for Europe. Yeah, and if they get into, if they get into a relegation scrap, I don't think they'll hesitate to sack him. What's a cool? I think the problem with Villa, they got normal balls like on the on the pitch. Grealish has Grealish was that Grealish. Yeah. Grealish reminds me a lot of Alexis Sanchez. Do you know what I mean? Like everything's through him. I'm gonna take players on. If I lose the ball, no way I'm gonna get it in the thirty seconds time. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I think you're seeing now at City how I don't think he's been bad by any stretch of the imagination, mm. but he's in a system. He's a, he's a, he's a system he's player a now. Player. He's, a, he's a, exactly yeah. right. He's not. He's not. He looks. He doesn't look the same. He looks a different player because he hasn't got the freedom to run with the ball to do what he wants to just pick up little pockets of space and, and that's to just Villa need. That's what Villa need. Yeah, pretty no, much. No, yeah, exactly. And by uh, Bailey's been he's been injured. Yeah. So the thing is, the thing is, with as well, like. I don't know what you think, but I, I don't think Morris is better than him. But he's not Real Morris. He's not Real Morris because Real Morris is good all around the pitch. Yeah. Right? Does his defensive duties, holds the ball up really well, combines really well, but he's got that class towards goal. Right? Yeah. When he when when he's got better end product. because really when you're when you're an attacker and live in city system, you're gonna have maybe three or four seconds of where you can have your individual brilliance. Grealish had showed signs. He missed a couple chances at Palace. Morris, he gets a chance. Nine out of ten, yeah, it's, it's on target. Really there are many many things. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? He does his little step over his glass, bang. Thanks for coming. That, that was always my criticism of Grealish, was always that he probably didn't score enough goals and get enough assists. That was my that was my only criticism of him. And I always kind of related it back to um, they didn't have good enough strikers. Yeah. Because if you look at his chances created and his expected assists and stuff like that, his numbers were always very good. But yeah, I just think, going back to Villa, I just think, I, I, <laughs> I, I thought, like I said just a second ago, I thought they invested really well and, Use that money really well, and we, we looked at it thinking like that's what Tottenham should do with Harry Kane money if they were to sell him, reinvest in your squad. You get three players for the price of one, literally. I, but it I still think that their squad is got enough good young talent in there that can still come through in the next few years. On paper, it does. On paper, no, it does. 
I just don't think. But I think young it, talent, young players that you know can produce are all, always you know on paper realistically. I, I just think it looks it just it just doesn't fit right. I don't because he's trying to play a back three to to be able to get Watkins and Ings together because four four two more yeah. or less is dead. You guys are playing it now and it's working for you, but it's a system that not many not many teams yeah, use these twice. days. Yeah. Um, it's just not quite. It's just just doesn't really need the players. So yeah. you reckon he'll be the next? I one think goes. his next one's gone. Really? Yeah. Think? I think his next one comes. Who's going to have next game? I'm, I'm not well, sure. I'm, honestly, if Norwich lose to Brentford this week, oh, they got Southampton Saturday morning. Villa? Yeah, Villa. If Norwich lose to Brentford this week, Which you know, they're sitting on two points. No, they're, but they're sitting on two points. In That would be in 10 games. Like, honestly, Stuart Webber, I know we respect you, mate. Daniel Farke, I respect him as well. I think... He's been there I for think a while, hasn't he? he's been there, you know, for a while. He got relegated with them. He got him back up, and now I think ten games in. If you're gonna do it, if you're gonna get someone else, in, yeah, it's got to be now. It's got to be especially now. before international break. Dude, I just don't think they're not. I don't care what anyone says. They're not a Premier League team. They're a forever championship team. At best, a yo-yo team. Like you can bring in whoever you want. They're getting relegated. Like, I said that. I said that from the get-go. You know, I said it out there in your back room where I'm completely at the moment. Yeah. They were always getting relegated. It doesn't matter. You can bring in whoever you want. You can keep Wendy You can do this. You can do that. They were always getting relegated. Yeah. It's just what yeah, they are. I respect, you know, their, their you know, policies and what they try and do. Their ambition, yeah. You know, they're not... And I can tell why he, he wants to keep Daniel Farke there because it's like, you know, obviously they've got a good relationship and you have a good relationship with the players, but it's just not clicking. It's oh, not clicking. I just wonder as well whether he wants to keep him there because if they do go down, he's their best bet to go back up. And that's because, the thing. They, because if they go down, they're going to play good football and he's gotten promoted yeah, twice. This, this is a problem, Mike. For me, as a Norwich, yeah, right, you should be like, all right, we got promoted. I don't care if you win the championship or not. It's irrelevant. Promotion is promotion. You can come six and get promoted. That's all that matters. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. For them, they, their, their goal is like, all right, if we stay up, it's a bonus. Right? They're going to go sack a manager, bring in someone new. Let's just say, argument's sake, Tony Pulis. Argument's sake. Or, or fucking, what's the fuck, fuck's name? Big um, Sam. Big right. Sam. Big Sam. I bring in Big Sam. What's gonna happen if they don't if they don't if I don't start which I don't think they will, no, right? No they're gonna suck them, they're gonna bring in a new manager who knows nothing, which is a bigger risk. Do you know what I mean? I'll tell you who they should bring in. Who? Eddie Howe. I reckon that would be good for them. He's another one. He's another one. That'd be good for he's them. another one that needs needs to know the system top to bottom. And I think if he gets relegated, I don't think they'll keep him. Do you know what I mean? My point is they need if, if they're gonna suck someone, they need someone. I would say someone like Darren Moore. Remember when Darren Moore came to West Brom when yeah. they got relegated? Not saying get him, but get someone who, all right, you're going to start playing well, you're going to start getting results. If you get relegated, no worries. We'll give you another chance next year. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Well, I think we name all these play- these washed-up coaches. End of the day, they're going to be gone in six months' time if they don't start, which I don't think they will. Two points off the table. Nah, yeah, I, just, I just think, I don't think, whoever they get, they're just, they're just so far off the pace. Yeah. Norwich's goal should be now to not be the worst ever Premier League side. So- you know, so- Derby County were the worst team. 14 points, wasn't it? Eleven. 11 but at this point now they already had like six or seven points like they did they started off yeah. more or less okay like bro Norwich have two points from 10 games like that, that's that, it's just that's so bad that's so bad Josh you you mentioned Benitez I personally think he's had injuries like Richarlison's injured Calvert-Lewin's injured um, I think Yerry Mina's been injured as Ducure, well Ducure, yeah so he's, lost, and he's out for it and he's had he started great I, mm-hmm. I think um, I just think there's enough there 
for him to stay. I think if they sacked him, they'd be fucking up. That's what I, I think. I, I think I'll tell you what. I think your noise is a perfect man for Everton. I don't care what else is. I think he's perfect for Everton. You know what? A club, a club that doesn't have any expectations. Go. Uh, no, no, you go, you go, Jack. I was just gonna say I think Nuno's perfect for Villa, but Villa Wolves have a rivalry. I think Nuno's perfect for Villa. I'll tell you what. Because if I'll anyone wants to what. play a back three, Nuno played the back three to perfection with, with Wolves, and there's no pre- the, the pressure at Tottenham is so much higher Wolves. than Villa. So I just think that's a perfect job for him. That's I'll what say, I think. I'll tell you what. With these managers such as Benitez and Nuno, and in like football nowadays, something that fans like to see, and you know. Fans like their manager to sort of be a bit more outgoing, to get their yeah charismatic, to get them on board. You see with a lot of them now, like just for example for Klopp, you love him from the moment he came into Liverpool because of how he was. And I feel like I don't know, just in modern times, that's what you love to see from a manager. And I feel like with Benitez, with Nuno, they sort of they're very very cold in their interviews with everything. And it's like, how are you meant to get the fans on board if you come out and you keep a straight face? Alright, I know you want to be like that cool, calm, collected guy, but you know, if Arteta came into Arsenal and he was, you know, just really like, uh, blah blah blah. Arteta speaks wrong. Arteta speaks. But you know, he gets you like, on board. He, he yeah. If you, he, and if you win the fans over, then you know you're gonna to, start to, doing well. To me, end of the day, if you win, you get fans on board. That's the way I see it. Yeah, I'm, if you play half decent, you get fans these, on board. Yeah, but these these clubs like Everton, these clubs like Wolves, whoever. They're not going to win, you know, 20 games a season. They're going to win maybe 10 yeah, yeah, and 12. draw and lose. So you can't expect them to win, you know, all the time. And when you lose, it's about coming out there and, you know, facing the media. And I agree with both of your points. And I definitely agree with what Josh said about if you win, you get the fans on board. But I just think you'd, as a club, as a fan, you'd, you'd much rather have a Simeone or a Klopp who's turning to the crowd, he's getting him involved and he's like that. Than a Nuno, Nuno, and that was a big. I, I was reading about it when Nuno first got hired. That like he's not the type of guy that's charismatic. He's he's just not like that. He, he's very reserved. He's got his cards very close to his chest. And it in some situations it works. You know, at, at Wolves when they're all Portuguese, he's basically at home. You, you can get away with it. It works. At Tottenham, he didn't. I had someone like that, Thomas Frank for Brentford. You know, he comes in, he they won, they won, went, but he Arsenal we went up to the fan. Perfect and, situation for him. Yeah. You know, and he's that goes around, and you're like, well, that's that's really good. And at the end of the day, when you're maybe maybe you're struggling a bit with your team, I think those things make the difference at the end. And that's probably why Daniel Farke has lasted so long because he's such a good, such a good guy. Yeah, as Klopp said, he, he'd go on an island with him if they got. So if he was, if he was a stranded island, he'd choose Guardiola and. Okay, to go <laughs> to be with him. <laughs> Anything else to add, Josh? No. Well, I think we'll leave it there. We'll uh, we'll go into our weekly guarantees. Crossover with our quick fire. Um, I've got one. We'll, we'll stick. Go on. We'll stick with the the Tottenham theme that was for most of this episode. Uh, they've got Everton away. I think um, Conte gets off to a winning start, and Harry Kane gets on the score sheet. Oh, we'll check that in a bit. Huge. Josh, go no, you go. Chris, no, you go. You go. I'm doing my best. All right, my weekly guarantee is going to be that Messi scores a goal. <laughs> 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 I wish, man. He's injured. He's not. I don't think he's playing this week. Yeah, he is. Is he? I think he's injured. Well, he's injured or he's playing. No, I think he's injured. For I just realised the Manchester derby's at eleven. Yeah, it is. I just realised. I thought that was going to be a. Well, no, no. Yeah. well 
I'm going to say that hmm, Ronaldo bags himself a goal against Manchester City. I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be shocked if he pulled something out of his ass because I'm just... I'm so confused about City because like when City came and played against us, they oh. were so good, man. They were so, so good. But then, like, you can't win a league and drop points at home to Southampton and Crystal Palace. Oh, yeah. I mean, they did go down to 10, man. But, like, but, yeah, but, but, this, City, but, but this is a Premier League. This is a Premier League. Yeah, but, a Premier league. but even how still... Much, how much is Ronaldo paying to score? You look, but even still, you look at the last few years of City winning the league when we won the league, like, they won all the games they should win. Like that's yeah, what we're, at the end of the game. Yeah, that, that's what cost you the title a few years ago. Yeah, that, well, yeah, because we mm. drew, we drew to the likes of um, Leicester and West Ham and the likes of Syria. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I'm, that's what I'm just. Whereas you look at someone like Chelsea, mm. yeah, they played shit a few games and Mendy's been their man of the match. But at the end of the day, the, the only game they've lost is to a title rival, which you can almost, at the end of the day, losing one off to. Um, Losing to Chelsea no, is, be- yeah. is almost be- is better than I think this is dropping points at home to teams you should. People getting like over 95 points like yeah. us in City have. I think, they, I think, I think the, li- where the league is in the strongest it's been. That's what I'm like saying. We time. set that bar. Wow. You look at you look at City, yeah. Somewhat. I think the league I think the league was much weaker back then than what it was now. Like, look at all these nothing teams. Premier League's a Premier League. Look, no, I know, but I get that. But look at these nothing teams now. Leeds got BS in charge. And it's my point with managers. Leeds got BS in charge. They can turn up any stage. Wolves can turn up. Bloody, you look at Brighton, Crystal Palace, Brentford, they're not easy games anymore. Yeah. You saw that on the weekend. They're not easy. Leicester's not easy. Newcastle, when they bring in a new manager, it's not easy. The only easy game for me is Norwich. That's the only easy game there is at the moment. And Newcastle. But I think when they bring in a new manager, things yeah. change. So you're, okay, my certainty is Palace keep between sheet against Wolves. Oh. Right. So that, they're back. I'm home to Selhurst. Form continues. Wolves are good. Wolves are good, man. Not bad. Quine and Jimenez are on fire. Uh, sorry to everyone that backed incentivise at two eighty on the weekend uh, Tuesday. You're looking at chases, chase your losses. Look no further. <laughs> Palace to keep a clean sheet. Tottenham to an Harry Kane, which I probably I probably won't put this better because I think Tottenham will lose, but nevertheless, Ronaldo Ronaldo to score twenty five bucks. So everyone that put like a gorilla on incentivise, put two gorillas on this, made your money back. Just remember they can't they can't run forever, so keep chasing, keep chasing. <laughs> Don't do any of that. <laughs> I cannot run forever, mate. I cannot run forever. Um, well, that leads us nicely into our, our quick fire predictions to wrap off the show. Let's do it. Southampton Villa Coos. Southampton one nil. Two one Saints. I'm going. I'm going to go three nil Southampton. I think. I think it's going to get worse for old mate Dino. Yeah. I will leave this one for the end. Uh, Brentford Norwich. Brentford three nil. Two nil. Twenty scores. I've got three. I'm going to go uh, three one Brentford. Chelsea Burnley. Stanford? Yep. Uh, three one Chelsea. Burnley one two one. Sorry. I think Burnley could jag one here. I really could. But, but, but Maxwell got, Cornet. He's I'll, go, I'll, go, I'll go Chelsea. I'll go Chelsea two nil. Palace Wolves. Josh, what are you? What are you saying? Two nil Palace. I think one all. I'll go two all. Uh, Brighton, Newcastle. I think Brighton win this one 2 0. Coos? I think it's going to be close 2 1. It's got like a jammy one or like a lame minute. Mm. Arsenal, Watford. Josh? 3 0. 2 1, Arsenal. Uh, I'm going to go 3 1. So, yeah, 3 1. 3 1, Arsenal. Yeah, me too. Uh, Everton, Spurs. I'm going to go uh, 
3-0 Spurs. 1-0. 1-0 Spurs. Leeds Leicester. Oh, that, that'll be a tasty one. Time's on. 12.30. Monday. Time's off. Uh, Leeds 2-1. I reckon that's going to be a 1-0. I'm going to do a Leeds as well. Leicester have been really unconvincing so far this season. Agreed. Uh, West Ham. Yeah, Leicester Liverpool. What? Leicester what? I said Leeds. I said, no, I'm talking uh, about Leeds. Leeds what? What was the score? Oh, did I not say the score? Oh, yeah, um, I don't think so. I'll go to 1-0 uh, Leeds. Uh, West Ham, Liverpool. Josh has the neutral. Mahali Antonio comes back. It's 2-1. Mahali Antonio scores again. Mahali. He's fucking pissed. I reckon 3-1 Liverpool. I'll go 2-0 Liverpool. And I save the best to last. The Manchester derby. Huge game. 6-5. No, I don't know. Um, 3-2 United. And I keeps his job. I reckon 2-1 City. I reckon 2-0 City. I think City will like be in cruise control. Just Who do I guess will score? Oh, French. <laughs> no, <laughs> yeah. 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 I reckon you did that like a couple no, of years yeah. ago. You, oh, I you thought did, about you it. You did a prediction. And then you oh, contradicted it. Yeah. And of course, Josh's trivia. Trivia. So, so can you name the last... Right. Can you name the last eight managers? Jack's, Jack Surden. That have managed in the last so 5,000 days and haven't won a trophy. All right, so I'll go first because Jack Surden. So the ones that managed Tottenham, yeah? Yeah. Okay, so I'm going to go for... Can you say how many there are? It was eight, wasn't it? Yeah, eight. One. Right. Yeah. Andres Villa-Boas. Yeah. Pochettino. Mourinho. Nuno. Does Ryan Mason count? I'm not, I'm not saying anything. Okay. Well, I'm going to put Ryan Mason there. Does <coughs> Conte count? I'm yeah. not counting him. I'm not no, you're not? He hasn't okay. managed the game yet. So Ryan Mason. Then... I can't think of any more. Okay. Nuno. Ryan Mason. Mourinho. Poch. Tim Sherwood. Andres Villas-Boas. Harry Redknapp. Juan de Ramos won the trophy with them, and I feel like there's one between Juan de Ramos and Harry Redknapp, but I can't think of it. Yeah, it's a, it says here Clive Allen. Uh, yeah, yeah, Clive, yeah, it's something like that. He was interim yeah, or something yeah, like that. Yeah, so yeah, there's a commentator. There's commentary. Yeah, yeah. How do you not know who Clive Allen is? Shut up, mate. No, he, he's always does. He's done commentary for ages. I think that's it. No, yeah, so he does with um, Andy Townsend, doesn't he? No, we. Eddie, Eddie the, the, big the, big the big commentators do our game, not the, not the little ones. <laughs> Clive Allen in it. So who the is big commentators? We get the big commentators. Who the commentators for Drury? That's Jim Beglin. Yeah, Jim Beglin and Drury, and then it's Clive Allen. Clive Towns. Clive Townsend. Eddie Townsend. Jim Proudfoot. Oh, I reckon. I don't fucking know. Who else? Simon Simon Hill. Evan and Goku. Who commentated? What about Rob Detroit? Oh, the, what, the Arsenal one? <laughs> no, he commented your game. Oh, uh, I don't know. I had it on Goal Rush. Cause I, re- I was watching the highlights today and I was like, some random ass. Some random some ass. So anyway, how did I go? Did I get them all? Except for Clive Allen? Yeah, yeah. Ding, ding, ding. Uh, goodbye. Uh, your work is done. Got no more shout-outs. <laughs> I'm in the ditch. I'm the gunners. Fuck off, Tottenham. <laughs> Chop. Um, five nil. Five, five nil. That's all. No, just for the, the, the United fans, fuck off. Um, <laughs> to LeBron. Thank. Um, Undefeated. Um, so, Liverpool. Are you, sorry? 
Western undefeated. I don't want to say in everything. Uh, thank you, everyone, as always, for listening. Where's you go? Where's you go to Premier League, mate? Where's you go in Premier League? It's what I thought. Shut up. Where's the Champions League, mate? Doesn't matter. Go to Premier League, mate. Where's you go in Premier League? Doesn't matter. Mate. You've never even been kings of the continent, mate. We've done it more than any other English team. Only European trophies. Only big clubs uh, win Champions League. Yeah, yeah. Mate, you're yeah. not even the biggest team in your own city. That's why elite clubs don't. Thank you, us and City elite clubs don't win Champions League. Ambitions higher. Yeah, you're That's right. Fuck off. Uh, thank you, everyone, for listening. As always, uh, give us a follow on Instagram, Twitter. You know the drill. Follow us on Spotify if you haven't already. Click the little notification. That's all. Koozie, any last words? No. Take care. Take care. Sweet, by Drake. sweet dreams.